And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. A little bit of an audible. Mitch Sherman going to be with us after five tonight. So let's check in with Matt Schick, Schick and Nick, ESPNU, Sirius XM. We'll talk some uh, Glenn Thomas with him. We'll talk some Bills Mafia with Matt Schick. Let's talk some ball with Matt Schick of ESPN, Sirius XM, and the Schick and Nick show at ESPN underscore Schick. As Schick, you have felt for all of your family and friends and loved ones in this Arctic blast, I'm sure. But uh, do you wish you were in Buffalo yesterday? Well, that would have been nice. I was actually in uh, I was in Massachusetts yesterday for some high school basketball in uh it started to snow squall a little bit for a couple of minutes, and I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" And then after five minutes, like, "This is terrible." Like, it's, like, like, I felt like a kid. I felt like Maurice Purify, you know, when he came to Nebraska. He's like, "Well, I thought this grew up from the ground," you know. He'd never seen it before, and I felt like that's how uh, that's how I was. It was like a little kid from L.A. who had just flown into Massachusetts, going, "What is this white substance here?" And uh, what? Why is it sticking to my clothes? But, yeah, it would have been great to be in Buffalo uh, to watch that. But it was nice and comfy in the uh, in the old uh, hotel room. Well, let's go back a step here. Maurice Purify, I've never heard this before. Maybe I'm too young. Maurice Purify thought yeah. the snow came up from the ground? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was actually telling that story this morning on Big Ten Radio because we were talking about the snow and my experience over the weekend. And I remember you know, Bill Callahan's the head coach, Maurice Purify, old wide receiver, played the NFL, goes – to the podium, and it was kind of like our first time to really talk to him. He was, I believe, a junior college transfer. And he gets up there, and someone asked him, just kind of an icebreaker or something, just about the snow, or have you ever seen snow before? And his answer was something to the effect of, no, I hadn't seen it, and you know, I, I haven't seen it before. I thought it just came up from the ground. And we were all kind of waiting for laughter, and he might have smiled, but I – Either he had the driest sense of humor or he just didn't watch a lot of news out in California. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go dry sense of humor, Shick. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-old. I mean, who the, who the heck knows? But it's, I, I believed him. I believed what he was selling there that he didn't know. But uh, I think he knows now. We'll uh, get into Chiefs' bills here in a moment. But... Uh, Schick, you've had a chance to cover college football for a large part of your career. The the news of the day, Glenn Thomas, uh, the new Nebraska quarterbacks coach, and has done time with Rule before at Temple and at Baylor. And, you know, the offenses have been pretty decent under him. What's your reaction to Nebraska pulling the trigger on a quarterback coach? Well, it's – I wonder – you know, what those conversations were like in, in recruiting and with the other quarterbacks and with Dylan Raiola. And, you know, it's just interesting. Like, you have that relationship. It clearly wasn't the right time, um, you know, when he was initially hired. But the fact that you're able to uh, plug him from an NFL franchise is pretty good. Um, I, I Look, I, I don't think you can have enough assistant coaches that are one-on-one with specific position groups. And I think the fact that, you know, you pluck him and, and have him work out with with the guys and, you know, teach the young guys the ropes, you're almost starting from scratch at that position anyway. It, it makes a lot of sense. 
Um, what does it mean in terms of performance? It certainly can't hurt. Um, you know, we've seen some good quarterback coaches in the past in Nebraska and some that left you a little wanting more, but um, it's a lot of experience that he brings, and I think that can only be good. Yeah, well, what do you make of the fact that he's a guy that, I mean, really when Matt Ryan was in his prime with the Falcons, he's coaching him up. Now he's also got a lot of experience working with both Satterfield and Rule. Just feels like uh, the, the perfect hire, a guy with the expertise and the relationship with the guys who are already on staff. The, the staff cohesion is always a good thing. Um, you know, I'm always a bigger fan of getting outside the room thoughts that don't coalesce with maybe yours, but just because you work with guys doesn't mean you always agree with them. So uh, it, it, it seems to be the stars have aligned for, you know, the fact that, hey, here's the deal. We got this five-star quarterback, and we need to, we need to take – this is handle with care. You know, this is the, the, the brand-new, you know, ceramic ware that you just brought home. Let's not screw this thing up. We need to we need to make sure that it's taken care of, and it seems like they're they're approaching this the right way. Matt Schick with us here on Hale Varsity, uh, of course. Schick and Nick podcast with her dad Sports Sirius XM, Big Ten Radio, and of course ESPN with Matt. Find him on Twitter at ESPN underscore Schick. Matt, let's fast forward to Nebraska's offense. There's winter conditioning and spring football to sift through and kind of make some determinations there as you get ready for the fall. But we all know Nebraska's quarterback play, putting it nicely, was limited last year. You get Raiola, which is big time. Presumably he'll have the keys, right? And now you have an offense, and, and you've gone and done work in the portal with um, Dowdell at running back, a couple of big-bodied wideouts to help maybe a mentor, a younger but talented wide receiver room. You know, Nebraska's offense was anywhere between 15 points in Big Ten play, I think a total of 17 or 18 points overall last year. You've seen a ball and you've seen offenses jump. What's a, an enormous jump? What's a fair point total jump here for an offense in a year? Oh, gosh, I would say at least a touchdown a game is fair um, if you're improving at the quarterback position. If you're improving at a different position, it's probably a little bit less than that. But there's no reason to believe that this can't be a uh, – not a formidable, but at least – I think you have to take baby steps, though. It's It needs to be – you know, it was egregious uh, this past season in terms of quarterback play. If that can move up to average somewhat competent, I think that is the next step. Um, let's face it, it was a good year, you know, a developmental year, but a good year for that Nebraska offensive line. And you're returning a key part of that. I mean, we, you, could, you could have, the fact is, you could have um, upgrades at quarterback, upgrades at running back, and bringing transfers and ball catchers and all that stuff. But if you're not short up in the trenches and you're not developing that, then it's all for naught. And we've seen that in the past. So a uh, bunch of guys that are – that are coming back and, and in a developmental program, you need continuity. And the most important position to have continuity is the offensive line. So I, I think it could only be a good thing in terms of a jump. It, you, you have to expect a jump, how much, you know, I, I think you kind of set the bar at maybe, you know, five to eight points a game and go from there. But defensively, that's where you have the most confidence, right? So, you know, even if you jump, you know, four or five points, you're feeling pretty good because this is a program that continues to lose one possession games, and last I checked, that's about seven points or less. 
Matt Schick with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. And Matt, you're a guy that's, that's been around college football for a while. And let me get your thoughts as we enter into winter conditioning and begin looking ahead to spring. What are some things that, that fans can watch for and listen for to see if Nebraska is going to be making that jump in this upcoming season? Obviously, you're not going to know for certain until uh, early September rolls around what this team actually is. But what are some things that you think are, are usually good signs, things that Husker fans can listen for over the next weeks and months regarding the jump that this team could potentially make? Well, it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge because... Right, Matt Rule is usually pretty positive, and he gives a pretty positive vibe uh, regardless. The fact is, I think you want you want to hear about the new guys coming in, making an impact. Oh, I like what I've seen so far. Those kind of comments about newcomers and freshmen and guys like Dylan Raiola coming in. You know, are they are they catching up to speed? Are they is the game moving too fast? What can we expect? You know, those those kinds of things that it's just. I would say, you know, Nebraska has won spring football a lot over the past years. And so I think the whole proverbial cliche grain of salt is probably the way to take that in the spring. But, um, you know, Matt, Matt Rule is usually he's pretty honest, even though he's fairly positive. So I think you'll be able to read through, you know, kind of where he's at. But his first spring ball where it actually counts, I mean, last year he was you know, on the job for a few months, so... Um, this will actually be a pretty telling spring, but um, I'll be I'll be interested to hear just how the how the new guys are coalescing. Chick, what do you think of the new Big Ten? Lanning decides to stay as we talk. Uh, Harbaugh interviewing, but you know I think he's probably leading the NFL. That's just my guess. Uh, you have. Uh, a new sheriff in uh, in Seattle, and then of course uh, you have Ohio State still. Ohio State, Penn State looks really talented, although although they lose a lot and no divisions. But you're going to have helmet games every weekend. It feels like it's going to be a real gauntlet. I think the SEC has used that term. I think the Big Ten could hijack it for at least the foreseeable future. Um, I mean, you're going to look at you're going to look at top 12 to 15 teams and probably see um, only maybe two of them that aren't in either the Big Ten or the SEC. So split that down the middle. I mean, six to seven top 15 teams um, or top 20 teams in the Big Ten. It's going to be really interesting to watch. But, you know, you think about quarterback play and Dylan Gabriel going to Oregon and Dante Moore transferring in. So he's going to have some experience there. Um, Washington will be interesting just with all the comings and, and the goings there. And you just saw Will Rogers enter the portal after Galen DeBoer left, the old Mississippi State transfer. Um, but, you know, you mentioned Penn State. What kind of step can Drew Aller take coming up in this spring? This is a really important, you know, if you had to rank top five important springs, Drew Aller would be on the top five in the Big Ten for for getting this thing going here, especially with a new offensive coordinator and Andy Kolmecki who comes over from Kansas. Julian Fleming coming in from Ohio State. Maybe he's the missing ingredient. We'll see. Former number one player. But, um, yeah, it's it's a it's one of those conferences that, especially if you're a program like Nebraska and your developmental program, you just need recruit, retain, develop. And, you know, even if it's not this year that you're catching up with the Joneses, just keep it together. You know, don't don't ride the waves of of wins and losses as much as you are the day to day grind. And so, that's where that's where this program is at right now. And I think this Big Ten, you know, the, the Jim Harbaugh thing, like you mentioned, it's 
Sounds like he's going to be headed to the NFL. We'll see if the Chargers like the interview enough to, to put up with him for another three or four or five years, let alone a couple of hours that they spent with him. Um, but that whole contract situation with Harbaugh in Michigan and what he's trying to get in those uh, details printed so that if he's if uh, there is a suspension or if there is a some more findings come out that he can't be fired from it. I mean, that's where we're at in life, where we're trying to get clauses put in where I can't be fired. I mean, that's a pretty good thing. I can get bought out, but I can't be fired. That's where Jim Harbaugh is right now. But when you win a national championship, I suppose uh, to the victors go the spoils of the contracts. A few more minutes. Matt Chick with us next hour. Mitch Sherman on Glenn Thomas. Chris Kelsey with us. We'll get to your stream comments as well. On the Glenn Thomas hiring, Nebraska's got their quarterback coach. More with Schick as we talk some uh, further college football, some NFL tale varsity on a Tuesday powered by Cornhead Lager. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Matt Schick with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. And I saw it thrown around a decent amount that the national championship game was Washington's welcome to the Big Ten and the proof that these Pac-12 schools are going to need an adjustment period to, to fit the style that's needed to go win in the Big Ten. Do you buy that narrative that, that these four schools are going to need an adjustment period over the next couple of years to, to finally fit into the Big Ten? Well, what was it, the old Bo Pelini line? I hope they're going to have to adjust to us. I think Scott Frost might have mentioned that as well. Those, those words kind of come back to haunt a little bit. Um, it's funny, yeah, they might need to adjust. At the same time, there's a bunch of them coming in, right? So <laughs> there is going to be, need to be some adjustment on the other end. But this was, a, you know, this was a Washington team that recruited outside the top 30 um, in terms of their average recruiting rank over the last five years. So it's actually pretty impressive that they made it that far. But I think, you know, a, a quarterback can overcome some deficiencies, but that was a pretty talented team. And they were, you know, I'd like to say that that score might have been closer than the, the game was closer than the score indicated, although Michigan was in control of that game and didn't ever really feel in doubt. You know, you're a couple of drops away that turn into catches that make it into a, a little more interesting. Um, I, I think the linchpin to all of this is, is Oregon. Oregon, to me, is the kind of program – that because of the way they've recruited can come in and be the number one team in the conference, you know, for the next two or three years. I, I really think they could do that. Um, they've, they've figured out the quarterback position. We'll see how Gabriel does. Ohio state is still trying to figure that part out, but I think it's Oregon. I think it's Ohio state. You know, you have to throw Michigan in there, but you know, what, what is the staying power of a Michigan that now will be without JJ McCarthy and perhaps their head coach? We're going to find out. You know, it's one thing to lose your quarterback. It's another to lose your head coach. It's another to lose both in the same offseason coming off the best pro- year in program history. So, um, you know, in terms of the other programs, I, I just Oregon to me is that is that team that I think if you're in the Big Ten, it's careful here. Well, if they can keep recruiting at this level, they're going to be a team that's going to be a tough out every single week. Chick, thoughts on Saban, his retirement, reaction to DeBoer, uh, being the pick by Greg Byrne. I'd love to hear the the behind-the-scenes conversations of was Kalen DeBoer number one on the list at all times. By all accounts, it was, but it's always that way, right? The, the person who takes the job is always the number one pick. Uh, just ask Bill Callahan at Nebraska, right? He was always the guy that Nebraska and Steve Peterson wanted. Um, but there's no discounting how good Kalen DeBoer is. I tweeted out last week that when he had won his third national championship at Sioux Falls, 
a month later, Nick Saban won his first at Alabama. And now here we are about 15 years later, and he's replacing the, the greatest of all time. It's it's pretty incredible, the rise for Kalen DeBoer. He's, by all accounts, a good guy, a good coach, great with X's and O's, bringing Ryan Grubb over. Now, Ryan Grubb, who was the offensive coordinator in Washington, turned down the Alabama OC job to stay with DeBoer in Washington, and Washington turns him down for the, the head coaching job, so he leaves for the OC job at Alabama. And this is where we're at here in the, in the coaching carousel. But, um, it, you know, Nick Saban set the standard for Alabama – I do, I do wonder if, while it's going to be challenging for DeBoer, if life maybe becomes somewhat more manageable for other coaches because, A, you're not going against the GOAT, and, B, that standard is now gone. It was always, hey, look at what Alabama's doing. Why can't we be like that? That dynasty's gone. Winning like that seems to be in the rear view, as evidenced by the fact that Michigan just won the national championship. So we'll see if the playing field is leveled a little bit in college football. But um, I thought the hire was smart. And I love the fact that other coaches put out recommitment videos like Lanning and Sark. They might have never been offered the job and probably weren't, but they get a whisper that they might be mentioned. Time to put out a recommitment video and get a raise. That is pretty smart. That is smart society right there in coaching 101. <laughs> Matt, if you go back 12 months, the most intriguing hire of, of last year's cycle was clearly Coach Prime to Colorado. And I don't think anyone's gotten close to reaching that level of intrigue this offseason. But who gets that title for you? What's the most intriguing head coaching hire we saw this cycle? Is it DeBoer? Are you going somewhere else? What, let's say Matt Schick in terms of the most intriguing hire in this uh, coaching carousel. Well, the one that, that I'm interested in to see how he does because he's won in a lot of places is Kurt Signetti in, in Indiana because he has come in with such bravado and telling the world that Purdue and Michigan are terrible and not so many words <laughs> saying that to the <laughs> – uh, to the masses there at Indiana. He won at JMU. He's coming in. He's like, I'm a winner. Look at my resume. Google it. You can tell I win. I just can't wait to see how it turns out. You know, what are these post-game news conferences when he loses more games in one month than he did in three years? I don't know. But that that's one where I'm interested in. And Jed Fish, to me, is probably as good a hire as Washington could have done under the circumstances. He's won at a lot of places. He's got NFL experience. And he hold it together in Washington. Like if you're a Big Ten fan, you're, you know, you're an outside the Southeast Conference footprint fan. That's a, that's a hire that you hope works out, because you, the last thing you want is Washington catching lightning in a bottle and joining the Big Ten and becoming a 500 team. I, I don't think they will, and I think Jed Fish is, is probably good enough to do that. But those would be, those would be a couple that that stand out. All right, NFL, Schick, the Bills, the Chiefs this weekend. How are you feeling as a lifelong card-carrying member of Bills Mafia? If you could have been, I know you would have been jumping off the uh, the snow mountain onto a table. Uh, you uh, you weren't able to do that, but you get a chance to take down a nemesis in the postseason. Well, yeah, this is what we've been waiting for for a while. I have been a member of Bills Mafia, but um, unlike them, I only take my shirt off inside the house and only when the lights are off. So that's where that's where the difference is between us and them. Uh, but I will say, my eight-year-old son is a huge Chiefs fan. I don't know where I went wrong. Um, I don't know. Like, I've taught him to fear God, respect your parents, respect your friends, do well, treat well, treat others well, and to be a Bills fan. I veered off on the last one big time, so I don't know what that means for the others. But he's a big Patrick Mahomes fan. 
He likes to talk trash. Um, thankfully, the game's not at 8 o'clock at night. We'll be able to watch it together. But I would, I, I was telling one of my other kids the other day, I'm like, I would love to just be able to. No, I was telling my brother, who lives in Denver, he's a Bills fan as well, that I would love to take your nephew, my son, eight years old, to Buffalo to watch that game just to see the tears kind of roll down his eyes and maybe freeze as they get down the chin there as the uh, as the Chiefs get to get beat up a little bit by the Bills. That would be that would be it's a cut, tough for me to say as a as a dad, but there's only one way to get kids off of one bag, bandwagon to another, and that's to win and to beat them up. So wish list, uh, seeing my child cry. Uh, I'll say Matt Schick, out of context, just said uh, sometimes you need to beat your kids up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah don't, don't cut that out. Don't cut that out. <laughs> yeah, that's. So, uh, that's Clearly, clearly taken out of context. I never so, do that to others. You shouldn't do it to me. So if, if the Bills are down two scores, heaven forbid, and he starts mouthing off, is it go to your room, see ya? Well, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably it. Or a, um, or a, whoa, look, something's happened to the, the TV signal. Sorry, we can't watch the rest, <laughs> you know, type of thing. We lost um, the signal. <laughs> we, control, we control the cable signal here in the house. I like it. Matt Schick with his ESPN, Sirius XM, Schick and Nick Show. Get the podcast with her at Sports at ESPN underscore Schick. Matt, thanks for a few minutes today. Always appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Good to hear from Schick. Good thoughts on Glenn Thomas. Reminder to get buckled up. Seatbelt saves lives. They prevent injuries. Only if properly worn, make it click. A message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Your comments in the stream next. Chris Kelsey, Mitch Sherman, next hour with Hale Varsity.